I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Today we have Sahan from Australia. He's based in Melbourne, Australia. One of the great MVPs out there um, in our community, massively into technology. Originally comes from Colombo, Sri Lanka, uh, a place that um, I want to go back to and uh, enjoy the food, as you'll hear shortly. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 225. Now let's get on with the show. Sahan, welcome to the MVP show. Thank you, Mark. How are you? Very good. Very good. So uh, it's a, a bit of a damp day where I am in the world. Where are you based? Uh, I'm based in Melbourne, um, and it's actually a good day. It's it's sunny out there, so um, not a great day to uh, be inside the house, so probably should get out and um, have some fun. Where did where did you originate from? I see, you know, I can't even pronounce your last name. How do you pronounce your last name? It's Vijayasekara. It's um, it's a typical Sri Lankan name. So uh, yeah, I'm from Sri Lanka. Wow. Okay, man. So many smart people come from Sri Lanka. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few in uh, the dynamics world. From yeah, yeah, very impressive, very impressive. So, how long you been living in Melbourne, and do you get to go home much? Um, yeah, I've, I've been in Melbourne for the last um, 12 years and I um, try to go often as possible. But um, for the last um, three years, I haven't been back. But before that, I used to travel um, every couple of years. I'll go back home. Okay. Okay. And so any reason for not going in the last three, just uh, not worked out or what? I don't know. It's just um, the commitments. I mean, within the last two years, I um, changed my um, job to Belrada, so um, I didn't um, I didn't take uh, any leave as soon as I changed. So uh, and a few family commitments as well um, due to those. Yeah. If I was to go to Sri Lanka, which I haven't yet. Sorry, I've been to I've been to Colombo. Okay, that's good. Um, I, I was stuck on the tarmac in Colombo for about I don't know. Uh, three or four hours on a on a trip. I was going to Ethiopia at the time, um, and uh, to to do to fly from New Zealand, you had to stop over in Colombo. Um, so, the best food, you know, what's the best thing to eat there? What do you highly recommend? It's typical Sri Lankan food. So, if you like seafood, um, you get some really good seafood over there. But if you go for the rice and curry, um, you get some of the best. Chicken curries, crab curries, fish curries, a um, lot of curries. So go for the, the the local cuisine. That's the best. It's right on lunchtime here, and you've got me salivating with the, uh, you know, I love crab. A eh? crab is just you know one of my favorite sea meats. And um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, you should try some of the Sri Lankan mud crabs. They're awesome. So so what led you to to ultimately move to Australia? So in um, 2006, I moved to Australia to do my uh, master's um, in e-business. So once I completed, to be honest, um, the, the, the very reason I moved to Australia is my wife. So I met my wife online um, on MSN through one of my friends, uh, got to know her and asked her out. Um, and uh, in, initially, I was planning to go to Singapore to do my master's. 
but then because of my wife, I changed my mind, came to Australia, um, completed my master's, um, got married and decided to stay here. Wow. And so how did you, how did you get into Microsoft biz apps? Like, where, like you said, e-business, e is that what you did your degree in? Yes, e-business. Surprisingly, CRM was one of the subjects I had, uh, but I never anticipated that I'm going to be in the um, CRM business after I completed my business um, master's. But how I got into was I um, in Sri Lanka when I worked, I worked as a, a PMO uh, uh, for a, a software development company. But when I came to Australia, completed my master's, I couldn't find a job in the project management space. So uh, for around three months, I was looking for a job and I got desperate. Um, but I was also uh, good in um, IT support and IT admin as well. So I took up a role as an IT support administrator um, for a um, printing company. And uh, this happened to be one of the largest printing companies um, in Australia. And they acquired another um, IT services company. And as a part of that process, they wanted to um, implement CRM. And my boss was like, uh, hey, Sahan, um, you already do some support in um, SharePoint and WSS3. Um, why don't you look into this? Why don't you uh, look into this implementation and understand this software and uh, learn how to support it? I was like, okay. And uh, I went to do my first applications um, training um, in, in Melbourne. I got through the exam and uh, at that time I was really figuring out which career I should choose. Should I go as a system systems administrator, do the courses there and continue in the line of becoming IT manager? So I went to seek and I just Googled Microsoft Dynamics and I saw the job posts and I saw the salaries and I was like, this is not a bad career. So let me get into this and let me study a bit more. And I did my customizations training, did my um, installation training certification and uh, started as a junior consultant at Oakton. Wow. Wow. Very good. For those listening, Seek is kind of like a job search engine in Australia and New Zealand. Um, okay. So, okay. That's, that, that's, uh, that's very interesting. So you started, did you say at Oakton? Yes, I did start at Oakton. Wow. Wow. I haven't heard that name for a while. I haven't heard yes, that Yes, that was while. back in 2008. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's so cool. So, so what's, you know, you've, you, you obviously became an MVP. What, what happened as part of that journey? Like at what point did you realize that, you know, uh, about the MVP program and then, and then what was your journey to becoming an MVP? So the very first time I came, uh, came across MVP was in 2003 in Sri Lanka. Uh, that's when I attended one of the Windows user groups um, in Sri Lanka and there were only three MVPs um, back then and one of them was a guy named Wellington Pereira. Um, he was a .NET MVP. Um, and um, I went to his office, I saw the guy and uh, at that time he had two uh, DVDs that were um, um, made by Microsoft around .NET and he had a, a Motorola um, phone with a Windows uh, Windows OS in there, not not the end eight point one, but the the old OS. And uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, I was I'm always into gadgets, so I saw this guy playing with this um, phone, and I was like, yeah, what is what is this? And he's like, oh, I got it from Microsoft. Uh, they gave it for me just to uh, play around and see, give some feedback about it. I was like, really? How did you do that? And he's like, oh, I'm MVP, um, and, I, as that, and, and that's the first time I came across the word MVP. I asked him about it, and I was like, yeah, this is something I, sh I, I should become one day. And um, 
and after coming here and when I started in CRM, um, it, it all, I forgot about it. And then when I started in CRM, I came across for the first time you and uh, Leon Tribe as MVPs. And this is all spiked up again. And I was like, yep, now I can. This is one of the dreams I had when I was in uni. Um, and now I'm in the Microsoft business. There's actually an MVP program for um, for 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 Dynamics. So this is something I should do. So with time, with commitments, uh, around that time, I had my my son. So um, I got quite busy. And uh, now he's eight years old. So from around uh, three years time, I had a bit more time. So I started blogging. I started um, uh, creating my YouTube videos. And then I also got into organizing um, events with uh, Nadija Bomiria. Um, who is also a fellow MVP, so started organizing CRM Saturday events with with them with him, and um, eventually um, I got some um, activity in there, and um, there was a I got I participated in some of the user groups, and uh, eventually I got nominated uh, by Nadeja um, to become MVP. Very cool, very cool. Wow, what what a journey that started, you know, so long ago in Sri Lanka. That what that have been over ten years ago between when you heard about it, right, and becoming absolutely, a, yeah, absolutely, so cool. What's the, what's the what have you learned since becoming an MVP? You know what 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 has been the the things that you didn't realize and um, has has been like insightful to you? It's mainly the community support, Mark. I mean, uh, and this is one of the strongest things about Dynamics is even when I got started in Dynamics back in uh, 2008, I remember looking up for um, um, MVP posts from you, Leon Tribe, uh, Donna Edwards, um, and there was a big community um, for Dynamics. And that is where I learned half of my, uh, my things. And by becoming MVP, I got even more closer to the community and um, and 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 the knowledge of uh, people pushing the platform to the maximum limit and uh, seeing some of the uh, problems and the resolutions they come up with and that has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Any 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 kind of recommendations you'd have or give to others, you know, that was considering this is something that perhaps they wanted to get across their career. Yeah, it is. It is something um, you shouldn't become an MVP for the just for the title. It, it, it's I look at it as a byproduct. Um, it's a byproduct of doing something you are passionate about. Uh, it's a byproduct of doing something that you love doing. Um, you love the product. You love talking about this product. You are, you love sharing your knowledge about it. And MVP comes as a byproduct. But because if you try to do it to get the title, then once you get it, you you, you lose that whole interest on it. So um, yeah, it's 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 always a byproduct, uh, but it comes as a reward for doing what you love doing. You know, there's a there's a lot of folks out there that. Um that I suppose don't realize there's a level of commitment even to the MVP program, you know, of, you know, because it is an annual program, you get renewed each year. So it doesn't matter if you're a rock star two years ago, if if you're not a, a rock star this year in the renewal cycle in, in the MVP world, you might not get renewed. So kind of what's that level, you know, do you find it that there's a level of pressure on you or do you just so enjoy it? How do you kind of manage not getting burnt out between your day job, between your family and, and of course, 
contributing um, as an MVP? Yeah, so always um, on a daily basis, I have my time that I have kept aside uh, in the day for learning so or, or to do my work. Um, so that can be either um, late night or if I'm waking up at 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning, um, it's that time window when everyone else is asleep and I'm up. Um, and that time I use to research about things and new technologies um, and um, look into what are the new features that's been released and even use that time to uh, go and create a video or the blog post. So um, lately I have been focusing a lot on IoT. So that's why uh, within last one year I haven't had much posts uh, as I would like to have um, because um, for me, I mean, I've, I've been blogging about um, Power Apps Flow and Dynamics, everything. But then I realized IoT is really interesting and nobody's really, I mean, there's not much content on that. So I embarked on a journey to learn IoT, but that is such a broad subject because when you go into IoT, you're not just talking about connecting a device. You need to look at the um, IoT device, programming that, connecting that to a, a SaaS um, platform, then getting the data from that SaaS platform to a reporting platform. There's so much to learn about it. So um, I've, I've, I've finally um, worked out uh, one of the projects. So I've blogged about it uh, in a, around four articles and I've created some videos as well. So, yeah. So home automation, your place must be fully automated end to end with, you know, with getting into IoT. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so much so that my wife won't like it. <laughs> no way. See, every time I automate something in, in my home, my wife loves it because she would never have thought to do it. But when, you know... Um, if I say the A word and I don't want to say it because she's, she's listening, of course, um, our Amazon friend, um, the, the thing is, you know, she loves it. Like, you know, the lock into our house is now uh thumbprint, um, biometric, uh, and, you know, I can do pin numbers. I can use physical keys, whatever. And when I first put it in, she was like, ah, this is stink. Now she never has to worry about having keys. She puts her finger on it. Like I get a log of, you know, all that data of course has been fed into whose finger was it that was used, who used what code. And of course now, you know, all my lights operated, um, automatically my all, all I've got three big roller doors. They're all on IOT, my gates on, you know, sorry, not on IoT. They are all automated, right? So I can flick, turn on, off. Tell me, kind of, what what are yours? What 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 have you got hooked up? So I've got a few lights. So I've got all the uh, Philips Hue lights um, at my house. I've got um, Google Nest as the thermostat, and um, I've got the um, uh, Logitech Harmony um, as my remote, and um, I've got the Google Home. Um, in all all of the um, rooms. So here's where she didn't like it. So every time um, I finish work and I'm coming back uh, around six o'clock, that's the time uh, my son comes, he finishes his uh, homework and he starts watching TV for a bit. And um, I've got a big Sonos setup uh, plugged into the TV as well. So the, the sound is quite loud. And uh, my wife is in the kitchen and I'm calling her to say that, uh, honey, I'm getting late. I don't want her to get the wrong impression if I'm getting late from work. So, um, and she never picks up the phone. Why? Because the TV is up in high volume. So what did I do? I linked this up to IFTTT. 
So with IFTTT, it monitors if there's a missed call from my house. It reduces the volume in the TV and it turns the hue lights into red. I love it. I love it. That's cool. That's really That's cool. where she hates it. <laughs> <laughs> what What about, have you done anything with geofencing? Um, geofencing, not really. With, with uh, Philips Hue, I have... Um, um, when when I leave the house, um, sometimes uh, if I haven't turned off the the lights, it will turn it off by itself. So that's that sort of basic geofencing I've done, but I haven't done any of the advanced ones. But I'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I'm working on is when my car approaches my property. Let's say it's about one k away. Uh, I'm putting a geofence in that will automatically open my gates. You know, so that I, I'm not waiting as I'm coming down the road to to my property, it automatically opens. And then the other thing I've done is that <clears throat> on mine and my wife's phone, you can feed that. And I'm using Raspberry Pi in my case. I can feed that so it says, okay, if those both those devices are off the property, right? So therefore, we're obviously both not there. So then it can run into, it runs a procedure to make sure uh, those lights off, uh, those, you know, doors locked. So like I've got these roller doors and if they were open, it would actually notify and say, hey, in the lockdown procedure, those are still open and automatically close them. Um, so yeah, it's quite a cool way what you can, what, what, what you can do. I mean, a Andrew Lee is another guy that's, uh, he's into his into his automation and I know he's done a lot of stuff with, with lighting and stuff, um, on his, on his, um, you know, we can change the mood of the room based on what's playing the movie playing. And I, th I think he can basically take each corner of the, the, comp of, of the screen and actually have it do a different color effect based on what's on screen. Wow. Wow. That's great. Yeah, there are so many possibilities in IoT. It's the, yeah, it's 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 a good um, spare ho um, hobby to have as well. Yeah. So, in in from a from a business perspective, have you got into like PLC controls and feeding data, and have you played with anything like that? Uh, you know, outside of you know, when IoT first came out in the Microsoft arena, everyone had their kind of um, I forget what the device was called, but their their the chip, yeah, DMX chip, and, and doing. Doing bits of look at that, but like, you know, I've worked in former careers in, you know, pharmaceutical manufacturing where everything was driven using PLC controls. So whether it was temperature sensors, whether it was pipes were open and, and liquid was flowing, whether, you know, what level or degree was it closed, everything was kind of driven by PLC into these old software applications. Have you done anything kind of in, in that area? Um, PLC is the next thing I want to do. So initially, um, my first project was around um, using the MX chip and connecting um, the MX chip to the Azure IoT central platform, um, uh, emitting some of the temperature data. And not only that, now that you have received that device enormously, how can we orchestrate that into dynamics? How can we get that into field service? Um, and then from field service, how can we do some uh, proactive maintenance around sending some um, um, self-healing um, codes and self-healing um, um, commands? Um, that's that's been my focus uh, to 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 get this from a business application perspective. Uh, but definitely, um, um, my next step is around uh, looking into uh, the PLC side of things. Yeah, nice, very cool, very cool, mate. Look at this time is absolutely flowing. 
um, as as we get into topics that uh, interest us. Um, I always like to wrap these up with a couple of quick fire questions. Are you ready for yours? Okay, first one. Have you had your 15 minutes of fame? Are you familiar with that quote, your 15 minutes of fame? Um, yes. Um, I haven't really had a, 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 a incident where I had my 15 minutes of fame. Um, probably um, the only time I would have gone in public uh, on a public other uh, YouTube or um, TVs around doing some of the CRM Saturday events and when you have some of these um, the speaker sessions that go out on YouTube. Yeah, so makes sense. What's the biggest purchase you've ever made? Uh, my camera. Um, I'm also into photography, so uh, my Canon 5D Mark III. Oh, you're a Canon boy, eh? Yep, I'm a Canon boy. Mm, interesting. I'm I'm Sony. Sony okay. all the way. Yep. Yeah. Um, what state or country do you never want to go back to? <clears throat> you might have visited, but you never plan on returning. Um, Don't say South Australia. That would just be mean. No, not really. <laughs> I was going to say Tasmania. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Recently, Tas- is, yeah. you, you haven't seen me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not an um, uh, exercise um, healthy person. I love to eat. Um, and I happen to, I, I, I love South Australia because it's flat. It's the, the, the whole city is flat. I can, I can just walk, keep walking. And there's so many good restaurants over there. But in Tasmania, I was there for maybe three or four weeks. And, um, to go to a restaurant, even to go to the clan side, it's a hill. You have to, you have to walk up, you have to walk down, then there's another hill. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that is the only time I didn't go to a restaurant and I uh, actually cooked the food in my apartment. So, um, yeah, probably Tasmania. I tell you what, though, uh, you know, uh, at New Year's, they have what's called the Taste of Tasmania. And that is some amazing food. Um, well worth a visit for that. If you, if, what's been your favorite Netflix series? Um, for The one for... Um, um, the TV series that came out for Formula One. Um, I'm, I'm a big Formula One fan, uh, and there's a series called Drive Drive to Survive, um, and it's all about the Formula One teams, um, and it's up to season two. Um, I, I I love that TV series, and when it comes out, I just watch it straight away for a week. Nice, nice. Now this one's a bit abstract because you're married and all, but uh, you'll get the concept. Would you rather date someone you love or date someone who loves you? Hmm, interesting question. Okay, um, <laughs> I would date someone I love. Okay, I like it. I like it. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> what What mistake have you made that um, if you could redo it again, you probably wouldn't make it? Um, probably. Um, Back in Sri Lanka, it's a mistake I did when I was in high school. So um, a couple of um, um, friends, we started uh, doing um, graphics animations uh, back then. This is back into uh, 1997. Um, we started working with 3D Max, um, uh, Houdini, um, Caligari, True Space, and we started creating all these animations for, and we gave it for all the um, events in, in, in the school. So curtain races, there'll be a projector, there'll be a nice animation going with um, all these beautiful videos. And uh, we did one for one of our Science Day um, programs, and um, the chief guest was one of the guys from HBO. 
So um, after the event, he came to us and I said, uh, who created this animation? And I was like, yeah, we, we did it. And uh, it nearly took us six months uh, to one year to create it because back then I had a Pentium 1 and a Pentium 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So <laughs> rendering a, a video on this, a 10-minute video will take at least six months. So um, he said, we, we did it. And he was like... Uh, I'm interested in doing a commercial like this for HBO Sri Lanka. Why don't you come and speak to us? I was like, okay. Um, we, me and my um, two friends, we went there and um, we sat in a boardroom and they said, this is the concept we want. Can you do it? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And um, he said, how much uh, money do you want? And I said, no, what's how much money do you want to offer? And he said, uh, 200,000 rupees. Um, in, the, in 1997, 200,000 rupees to our 18-year-old kid was a big amount. Um, and I was like, this is, wow, this is, this, is, this is great. This might be our career. I came back home. I told my mom and my friend went and told his dad. Um, both of our uh, parents said, you better not do this because you better focus on your exams. If you're going to do this, you're not going to do your exams well. Just forget about it. Um, this is not the important thing. Do your exams. So we forgot about it and we did it. But if you look at the the, the music video animations and the graphic industry in Sri Lanka, everybody's making a thumping amount of money. And that should have been our career. That's one of the biggest mistakes I did. <laughs> no, wow. What a good story, man. That is That is awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Before you go, where can uh, people follow what you're up to online? Do you have a blog, Twitter, that type of thing? Yes, I've got my uh, blog, which is d365blogger.com. And um, I'm on my uh, Twitter, which is um, hashtag d365blogger. And um, also I'm on LinkedIn. Um, if you search for me as um, Sahan Jayasekara, um, I should be there. And uh, all of my posts, um, I put it on LinkedIn as well. So, yeah. Hey, it's been my pleasure to have you on the show today. Thanks for listening. Um, if you would like to attend the 90 Day Mentory Challenge, something I do each year, feel free to get in touch. If you go to nz365guy.com forward slash 90dayMC, or just go to my blog, nz365guy.com, and, and click on Mentoring or Coaching, you'll see the option there. It's 100% free, uh, and yeah, uh, maybe I can help you uh, on your uh, career or in your journey. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 225. See you next Thursday.